Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, 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 everyone, and welcome to a brand new live edition of One-on-One with Jasper Cole. This is me, Mr. Jasper Cole, and I'm coming to you live from Palm Springs, California, where it is a balmy 108 degrees here today with a humidity of 5%. So it's kind of like being in a sauna. You're not sweating and you can't breathe. And on top of that, um, because Mercury is in retrograde for all of you out there who follow that. Um, Two days ago, our air conditioner went out, and then this morning, the hot water heater exploded. So, and both of them were apparently bought in 2002. So, um, they both are 18 years old, and that was it, and that's their life expectancy. So, there you have it. Anyway, everyone, please follow us on social media at Jasper Cole Says. S-A-Y-S on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and also one-on-one with Jasper Cole on Instagram, also Facebook, and you can go to jaspercole.com, click on the uh, link for the show, and it has all of the information about the show. Just a reminder, we're on iTunes, we're on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spricker, you name it. Oh, also, of course, our main host page is BS Podcast Network. And tonight at 7, every Thursday at 7, you will hear last week's live episode. So if you missed the wonderful Patrika Darbo, um, not only is it archived on all those other places, but you can hear it at 7 o'clock at BS Podcast Network. But anyway, enough with all that. We have a great new show tonight. And let's start it off by bringing on my trusted co-host, Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. Hey, hey, hello, Jasper. Hello, Planet Eartha. Thank you for bringing me on since you started the show on such a downer beat. Okay, we need some positivity <laughs> up here. Oh, God. First, oh, it's the heat well, wave, come on, and yeah. then... That there was a heat wave and the hot water heater blew up and there's no air conditioning. I mean, damn. Well, let me well, share some. Let good me just news. say one thing. I just want all the listeners to know that because I love you guys so much and I do not want to disappoint, I'm sitting here in my home studio with no AC, just a fan blowing because you, Ralph knows. Ralph knows I I carried my ass to a hotel immediately uh, two days ago for air conditioning, but I came back here to do my show. So I'm a little bit um, spritzing, as they say, but it's okay. Go ahead, Ralph. No, I'm not a I'm not a martyr or anything, as you know. Oh no, no, not at all. I just took out of the oven a lovely turkey lasagna, (laughs) so I am so very excited about that. Rose absolutely loved it, and I'm going to be eating more after our show. I am so excited to meet Rebecca Metz because she is fierce. And Jasper, Mm -hmm. remember, remember how I always would look at people's IMDb pages, and I would go like, yes, 
That's what I like to see. Show after show after show. You hit it, you quit it, you work it, and then your series regulars and your guest stars and your back and forth comedy, drama. I love her hilarity. So yes. she's so well, I love the fact too that she's she's truly what you call a working actress, a veteran character actress. And she's like a Carlise Burke. You know, she's in that vein of, she's like, a, she's a much, you know, uh, I shouldn't say much younger, but, you know, she's a younger Patrika Darbo. Forgive me, Patrika. But, you know, she's a younger Patrika Darbo. Um, and uh, listen, we're not strangers to actresses with the last name Metz, but she will be only our second guest with the last name Metz because the first one and only one so far has been Chrissy Metz. Okay. And now we have Rebecca Metz. So she's following in very good foot, footsteps, as they say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so that's going to be a joy when she joins us. What's new with you this week in Palm Springs? Well, I just, other than having no AC and no hot water, which actually, when you think about it, in the summertime, you really don't need hot water, right? You can take cold baths and cold showers. Um, I that's feel the- you still need the hot water. Oh, okay. I was just trying to avoid spending another $2,000 on a hot water heater, but it's okay. Oh, no. Well, listen, so when you say it exploded, did it, did it cause any damage? Oh, no. My, I'm sorry. I used that, like, I meant that it just kaput. It just went out. Uh, oh. It didn't, I, li- oh. it didn't, oh, I guess you're right. I guess it could explode. I didn't mean that it literally exploded, but I think it, it died. It's time is, the time on the planet for it has come and gone. How did you so that's gonna, you turned you didn't have any hot water? Well, this will tell you about how unhandy I am. When I was here last night, late, before I went to the cool hotel room, because let me just tell you, Dennis and the dog have chosen to stay here at night, but I go to the hotel. But I, I, I wanted to take a bath, so I, I filled up the bathtub. And when I went to step in, I was like, oh, wow, I must have, I must have not hit the hot water, but... It, it's nice, you know, it feels good. It's nice and cool. So I didn't think anything about it. I thought I just didn't turn the hot water on. It wasn't until I got back home from the hotel this morning when Dennis had this look on his face of like, what else can go wrong? And he was I go, oh, no, are they not fixing the air today? And he goes, uh, <laughs> not only that, but now the hot water heater went out. And I went, you know, come to think of it. <laughs> Oh, I was like, wow. I was like, you know, come to think of it, I guess that's why I had no hot water last night. And he's like, well, now, if you weren't take, taking a bath at midnight, um, you know, most people are in bed by. I'm just waking up. People at 11 p.m. is my clearest time of the day, as you know. Yes, we so. know, and that's why you were walking with in Daisy Duke shorts. Yeah, that's when you uh, really. Oh, speaking of, let me just say. I don't know if I told you last week, but first of all, I don't wear Daisy Dukes. But um, we do have possible suspects in my my attack. So I wanted to just give an update because I've been getting lots of people writing to me wanting to know what's the latest update. So I'll keep you updated when we nail the bastards. But in the meantime, no, yeah. when you say suspects, did, did you have to go identify them? Well, I've been waiting. Uh, this, uh, I mean, sadly – Sadly, because we only have, thankfully, like one or two a year. But there was a homicide last week somewhere in Palm Springs. So my dete- the detective on my case is obviously got a bigger priority now with this other case. So, But he's been very great to email me and tell me, you know, we're on it. 
um, you know, he's going to come to the house because of COVID. They don't want me going there and I'm not going to the police station. So he's going to come to the house um, tomorrow, actually, and bring some possible photos. Oh, okay. For suspects. Should I maybe take this for my demo reel? And just well, pretend after, I'm like, uh, maybe like I'm on an episode you, of Law and Order. No, you, you've got to do it because it can be a new reality show. <laughs> this would be good footage for your reality show. Well, you know, we're always thinking of another way to make a dollar and create another no, show. No, absolutely. First, we'll have a picture of you under the water heater trying to fix that. Then uh-huh. we'll see – we'll cut to you carrying the air conditioning out of the window or whatever, you know, and – um we well, it's not. There, it's 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 um it's central air, sweetie. It's not a window uh, unit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with all due respect to window units, we're not in a double wide, and nothing against double wides either. Because <laughs> I'm just saying, it is <laughs> it is a central. It may be an old central air unit, but it's central you air. You are so. hilarious. It's so funny. It's like, oh, oh, sweetie, honey, it's central. <laughs> uh huh. Bless your heart. Bless uh, oh, your God. heart. Jasper, we have so much fun together. Now, here's something that I'm sure Planet Earth wants to know. Dying to know. As you were stepping into the bathtub, was your hair in a ponytail or was it just free flowing? My hair is always – I'm like the, like the grandmother on the Waltons. <laughs> or the, my, you know, like the old ladies in the little prairie days. My hair stays in a ponytail unless I'm uh, washing it or going to sleep. And then the moment – then the hair comes down. At night. Oh, I see. Yeah, because a lot of times you've been mistaken for Irene Ryan a lot of times, haven't you? Well, that was the Beverly Hillbillies, but actually, now that you think about it, I, I, that's a better reference, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about gran, Granny on the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh-huh. I was thinking and- of Ellen, Ellen Corbin on the Waltons, but that, that's the difference in my generation and your generation. I at least. Right. Well, I went to the 70s, and you were still in the late 50s. No, that's that's really good. That's okay. We're, yeah, no, because we're six years apart. No, I'm sure Rebecca is enjoying all of this and, you know, just thinking like, okay, what have I gotten myself into? Um, oh, don't worry. What, she She's not on hold yet. She's not even listening. Okay, she doesn't even so, care. Okay, good. Yeah. But um, <laughs> she's calling she's, – She's calling in at 620. She's like, why would I bother sitting there listening to those queens talk for 20 minutes? <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. So anyway, no, she, no. So that's, uh, yeah, that's it. The hair stays back. Oh, but I wake up looking quite frightening, obviously, you know. Oh, I can't imagine, but. Okay. Well, I mean, when you have long hair, it's all over your head in the morning. I see. Well, I'd ask Dennis, but since you sleep in a hotel and he sleeps at home, I guess <laughs> he, he wouldn't really know the answer to that, you know. So, <laughs> you know what, Ralph? It's very funny. You know, as you know, like in the past, pre-COVID, I would spend quite a bit of time in LA during the week, and I live in a hotel there. So, in a way, I can't. I have to be honest with you. When I got when I got the first night over in the hotel next door, it really did make me feel like, in some ways, like I was back to it made me feel like I was kind of back to work or back to schedule because generally two or three nights a week, I would be in LA in a hotel room. So it was just weird. I will say this hotel 
the Wyndham has been closed the entire COVID, and they only opened last weekend for July 4th. So no one had been in this room for six months. So it's, you know, I wasn't concerned about it being COVID or anything like that. And now when you go to hotels, they don't clean the rooms. Um, they don't clean the rooms at all until you check so, out. And then, so and the, then they the wait 24 the, hours. Oh, I see. So, so the urine and the semen just stays on the bed sheets and everything throughout your stay. Uh, actually, that's, those are those gay resorts that you stay in when you come here. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't go to the Warm Sands area. I'm, I'm a married guy. So that's just for the single people that go down to the old world resorts or all world resorts or whatever you call it. Right. Oh God, you are hilarious. But I'm not judging. Who am I to judge? No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, no, I'm glad that you're, you guys are having a good week. Uh, Rose and I are too. And we just keep pressing on day to day and see how everything unfolds. Right. I know because we, we do like to we, – we don't make this show political. By the way, if every, if anyone wants to follow me on Facebook on my personal page, that's where I – you know, as you know, I get very political. But in, in my career and on this show, I want everyone to feel welcome. Um, everyone knows my political stance if you go to my personal page. But that has nothing to do with this show or um, working. I, you know, let me just make it clear. The only – people, the only sec that I really have a hard time is with Scientologists. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just my personal thing. Like I have a real problem with Scientologists. So I, that's just my own personal thing. I, I would like to think even in my professional life, I could keep that separate, but I find that, that faux religion just so just abominable that I don't know if I could, but um, other than that, um, and, and the point was, I just wouldn't invite a Scientologist on the show because if I invite you on my show, you're a guest in our home, and I'm not going to be ever rude to anybody. So there would there would be no need to do that, obviously. But otherwise, I because a lot of people ask me, Ralph, they'll say, Jasper, are you ever concerned that you know you're so vocal politically on social media that you're alienating potential people that could hire you? And honestly, I just always say. At this age, Ralph, at this age and this point in my career, if someone's not going to hire me because of that, I really don't want to work for them anyway. You know? Yeah, and you know, I've known you 11 years, and you've always been vocal, and it's never hindered you. Remember, no. there, were some, there were some scary times along the way, but it never, it never was a negative influence on you. So you're going to get hired or not hired based on your merit, not because, you know <clears> – <throat> Well, and the truth point. is, I, I don't go to work. I don't go to any set talking about politics. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, now, in fact, we're going to talk. I, I, I love when we have a fellow actor on because, again, we're going to all be talking about going. I, I said I don't go to a set. Well, at this point, it's so hard to imagine going back to a set. But um, now we're going to be we're going to be isolated in our pods. So we're not going to be talking to anybody anyway. You're not going to have a chance to bring up politics or, right, or anything right. else. Yeah, I just got word this week, as Ralph knows, that um, a project that I co-created and that I'm going to act in, we are going to be shooting um, uh, the pilot episode in Atlanta at the end of next month. So um, Ralph and I got to both participate in this. I think it was a really great TV Academy webinar um, on the COVID-19 
safety guidelines and all the new precautions on the set. Ralph, did you did you enjoy it? I I yes, enjoy if that's the word. I mean, I guess use. I don't mean enjoy, but did you find it like I, informative I found and it helpful? In, I found it informative. It, it was the first forum where I felt reality was really spoken. Mm-hmm. And yes, we have lots of optimism. We always want to have lots of optimism. But it was actually refreshing just to hear someone say, guys, it's an invisible virus. We don't know what we're doing. And we're mm-hmm. learning as we go. And I think that because everybody knows there's a risk out there and nothing that these guidelines have written are going to 100% prevent someone from getting or spreading the virus. But right. they're doing the, the next best thing as they can. You know, it's like we're wearing our mask. We're wearing the plastic face shield. We have the gloves, the antiseptic. We're doing everything as a human being based on the scientific knowledge that we have to try to avoid all of this. So I found the seminar informative and realistic. And that's what I got out of it. Because some of the things that we read about, I'm, I mean, of course you're trying to paint a, a better picture, but mm-hmm. sometimes I want, I want to hear the person in charge going, guys, I'm a little scared. Guys, I right. don't know. Guys, right. this is our first time. Because it makes it real then if everything is always like, yeah, you know, the, the numbers are going up, but, you know, I, I, I know we're going to beat it. That's very optimistic and it's encouraging, but I liked hearing Danny, the grip, saying, guys, we're learning as we go. Right. And there is no expert because we haven't been doing it long enough. Long enough. And, yet, and I want on. to say also one thing Ralph and I are – we both – we have agreed and we both know that Ralph and I are both very binary. Ralph and I like – we're both guilty, not in a bad way, but we both – sometimes want a a definite answer on things you know like and this is just one it's hard for ralph and i because this is one of those gray areas where we don't we can't get a so basically ralph and i both came away from the thing just having to accept the fact jasper there's not going to be a hundred percent safety here there will be a risk you know you just have to accept the fact but then i thought ralph you know there's a risk every time we walk out the door in anything in life so all we can do is follow the guidelines. And I want to give a shout out to the series, The Bay, um, because they went back into production today. They're one of the only the second show TV show that I know of. Uh, the Bold and the Beautiful has been back since the 24th. But the, the Bay started back shooting today up on a ranch in above Santa Barbara. And they're going to be sequestered there for three weeks. Um, uh, 22 guest bungalows. They're going to have. Um, just all kinds of safety precautions. And our producer here, J.R. Rosenberg, who's a producer on that show, has facilitated so much of that. So I'm just sending him all the best. We're going to be kind of just living vicariously through their experience on how it goes for them. And, you know, like you said, each time we're kind of learning as we go. But but I've had to accept the fact that it's gonna, I'm not going to have – it's going to be rare in my life that I can create a series, have someone say, I'm going to give you the money to shoot it. And you can be Mm -hmm. one of the regulars and not be able to go do it. So Mm -hmm. um, for, for me, I've just had to, 
make that decision. But um, but listen, speaking. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and as you've always been a champion of, everybody makes their own decision, and you honor everybody's decision. You know, and it's like. Any job that any of us take, we're not signing a waiver, but we are accepting and acknowledging that there's risk. And right. and I know what you're saying, there's risk in anything, but this is a new kind of risk because when you walk out of your front door, yes, you could get hit by a car, but I or get it, or get attacked or get mugged or, or get mugged exactly. You know, so there's yeah. always something. You're absolutely right. But it's just up to you made a very bold decision. Well, you I'm going to say, let me just put it out there because I want people to understand. Ralph is a part of this series that I created. Ralph has a series regular role on this pilot. Ralph will be in the series, but Ralph is not going to understandably risk going on a plane to Atlanta because he takes care of his mother, nor would any of us expect. And so we just are so honored that Ralph is still, of course, a part of our show, but I want everyone to understand. We, we can tell you more details once it happens, but Ralph is a series regular on our new show. Um, but understandably, I would I would not, I wouldn't even allow you to get on a plane to go there, Ralph. Because well, that's, we, that's what you're we can't put We can't put Rose at risk. That was one of your texts. I just got goose pimples. That was one. That was something you said in the text. It's like I totally understand about Rose. And what I'm grateful for, Planet Eartha, is that there is a production company that is willing to keep me on. And we can work around it. And Jasper and I found a very creative way to work around it, which we will not do. Oh, yeah. And actually, actually, Ralph, everybody seems to be down with that. But you and I are going to have that conversation offline because our special guest has arrived oh is rebecca here great okay let's yeah, go and so so everyone please we, I, this we love rebecca mess you know her from tressa on the fx hit series better things which some good news came out today about the show ralph also and yeah. then also she plays jenna on coop and cammy ask the world you've seen her on shameless so many other projects please welcome the wonderful rebecca Metz. yay Hi. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for the applause. There's a sound I haven't gotten to hear in quite a while. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? We're all actors. We just, I thought, well, we've got to hear some applause sometime soon because otherwise we're just going to go crazy. I should make that my ringtone. Yes, I was about to say Rebecca, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is Jasper. Welcome. This is also Ralph, my co-host. Say hello, Ralph. Hello, Rebecca. I am so Happy to meet you. I think you are very fun. Yeah, very talented. I'm so happy to be here. I've been, I've been listening to your conversation. It's been killing me that I couldn't chime in. Oh, well, listen, God, I want to I I get into going, it. I, yes. I, listen, I, I said to Jasper or Rebecca, I said, oh, God, I hope she's thinking, like, what have I gotten myself into? You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I came first in of all, right I, at gay resorts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you, you that's yeah. pretty much that's pretty much the show. That's how we should think of it, Ralph. You're at a gay, she's at a gay resort now on on the yeah, show. But, right. Yeah. But no, Re- Rebecca, exactly. I wanted to say congratulations on the news today that the show has been renewed for a fifth season. Better thing. Thank Better you. Yeah. Thank you. And what a that's, wonderful. That's nice to look forward to. 
Now, Rebecca, yeah. this is stuff I like to hear. Just tell us, what, how did you get the call? How were you notified that Better Things had been picked up for its fifth season? I think I thought, when I saw it come out today, I was like, am I crazy? I thought this got announced a couple of weeks ago because <laughs> I, I, I think I just saw it in the trades. I see. No, I'm, okay. I'm not like fancy enough that anyone notified me ahead of time. I think I just saw it when everyone else saw it. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Because but now you know I what? Think I, I think what it is, um, guys. I think it was a, it was also tagged with the creator and star Pamela. Um, she signed an overall deal. I think there's there, it was a yes, it was a twofold. Sure yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was like a twofold. Like they were announcing yeah. the deal, and you're right, Rebecca. Maybe it had already been mentioned before, but they were just sort of tagging that on as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And today's her but, birthday, so I think oh my God. delivering. Good news uh, on her birthday, and we and the show. She we just got nominated for two TCA awards. She got an oh, individual nomination, and we got so she's having a very good birthday. That is oh, an amazing day. Congratulations, excellent. Pamela. Yeah, thank the you. I think you're you're. I mean, you're definitely right, Rebecca. I think maybe better things renewal had been announced maybe as far back as April, but. It just, as Jasper is saying, it just got re- it, it just got linked into her overall deal with FX, so that's why they mentioned yeah. it. But tell us how is it? I mean, I think I know, but tell us how is it working with Pamela and all the other in the cast? I, first of all, I I was late to the party getting to know the show, but I I started mm-hmm. binging during the quarantine. I forgot now. It's how a long very ago. easy so, binge, isn't it? Yeah, I ha- well, I have forgotten how much I loved her on Californication. Yeah. So, you know, but tell us about working as Tressa, and was this was this an, a, a standard audition for you that came along, or how did this all happen? It was fairly standard. I actually, because I had worked on Californication, and I am a fan of Pam. When the show got announced, you know, it was like FX was going to do this thing. I sort of paid attention to it and emailed my agents and said, I want to keep an eye on this because mm. it's amazing. Yeah. It's the first female solo lead on FX. Like it's, you know, kind of a big deal for them. And so, um, but you know, you tell your agents that and it's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, right. Like Re- Rebecca who? Right. Like, what? Yeah. So fortunately, the casting director, who's now a producer on the show, Pam or Felicia Fazano, who's a close friend of oh. Pam. Love her. Um, and who I've, yes, who I've auditioned for many times over the years, and she cast me in Californication, uh, called me in in the initial round of auditions. And it was a little unusual in that um, you didn't get sides ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It's like show up 15 minutes early and just look at the material, and everybody's reading the same material. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like, oh, you're reading for this role, you're reading for this role. It's just like, come in, you're all reading the same thing. You don't have time to like get a coach or whatever. We're just going to do some right. cold reads. And so she can get a feel for everybody. And uh, I did that. And, um, I, you know, not long after that, we got a call that was like, you're going to be in the show. We don't know who huh. you're going to play yet. And that's unusual. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh my God. Well, God, clearly, then, clearly uh, the getting together uh, was was just her way of like seeing, okay, where we're we gonna fit her in the show here. You know, that was really yeah. wasn't an audition. It was just reminding her, okay, let me figure out where to put Rebecca. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Felicia knows Pam really well, and she knows what kind of actor she likes and kind of mm-hmm. what her sensibility is. So I think, you know, Felicia knew what she was doing. I'm right, right. Yeah. Well, it's, it, so, you know um, what? I, it's, it's, it's one of those strange things where Felicia is one of the rare veteran casting directors that actually still makes a difference. Do you know what I mean? It's like because oh, yeah. she's now she's now producing and – we talk a lot on here about how so many casting people have sort of been castrated. I mean that, you know what I mean? They've just sort of been cut off at the knees lately. It's just been like p- just putting pictures. Yeah. Well, pictures and it's not in... their fault. It's, no. Mm-hmm. Go right, ahead. Right. Yeah. yeah. They don't have a lot of authority to be able mm-hmm. to really contribute creatively sometimes. And this is definitely not, not that. I mean, one of the beautiful things about this show is that it, it's really, it feels very personal. Like every single person who's there, cast and crew is there because Pam chose them Mm. to be there. You know, she, she, there's no like team of network people that we have to run decisions by. Like Pam is the end all be all. So if we're working on a scene and something isn't working or we want to change a line or, or we want to, you know, completely change some stuff around. The only person we have to convince is her. Oh, that's that's really great. That yeah. Is, well, yeah, because we, your... we, we've all worked on the other shows where there's 45, <laughs> you know, network yeah. notes and that whole thing, you know, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Comfortability like on the, the show. The opposite of that. Uh, that's so, it's so great to hear you, Rebecca, because I just, you're so funny to me. I just, you know how like, and I know you're, you're great at drama because I have seen you do dramatic roles as well, but it's your you're just funny and just vivacious and so appealing, you know. So listening to you talk now, I feel like, you know, I'm just sitting right across from you, you know, having a cup of coffee, <laughs> listening to you. It's so much fun. Well, what I love about I, also it's, is it's, you you go from comedy and drama so seamlessly. I mean, we I loved you on Shameless, um, you know, because a lot of times we get pigeonholed. I'm not not saying that's a bad thing, yeah. you know, but. We, we we all love to be typecast, but it's just great that you get to kind of flow between all the different genres. But did you, is your background, did you start out predominantly in comedy? Did you do the improv and that route or tell us you know, about that? I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I went to classical theater school, so mm. I did kind of a little bit of everything and I thought when I came to L.A., I kind of assumed that I would go straight into comedy because that, that is kind of where I've always gravitated towards mm-hmm. and, and actually <laughs> had some problems <laughs> when I have been trying to do drama and people started laughing, which is like a nightmare. So, um, <laughs> but when I got out here, I started doing like ER and, you know, I, I started getting hired to do dramas and often it was kind of a funny role a, a role mm-hmm. that brought some levity in a drama but um i and i didn't really realize that that to be in television comedies there is that route yeah. of like stand-up mm-hmm. or improv which is not um something i really wanted to pursue i just right. wanted to be an actor so um I I just kind of ended up where people put me. And I think what what's ended up happening, like you mentioned, Shameless, Better Things is very much like this, where, I mean, they get classified as one thing or the other. They get called comedies, but they're kind of both. Like, mm-hmm. Kind of a dra- dramedy almost, yeah. Yeah, 
Except I hate that word because that just I know. kind of adorable. I like, know, yeah. <laughs> it does. And they're very cute. Are very cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they no. are um, super gritty and witty. real. Like, and, when yeah. Shameless is a drama, it is a drama. Oh, yes. It's also really hilarious funny. at and, times. And I, yeah. that seems to be a place that I've kind of found myself like as a specialty career wise. And that makes me very happy because I'd like to be able to do both. I think that in our lives are both like, that's how reality is. Things are Mm -hmm. not all funny or all dramatic all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, like someone, someone farts at a funeral, like that's how life goes. (laughs) And I really like working in that place. Pam loves that place. And so um, it, it just, I think, you know, as people, as we work and people learn what we do well and we figure out where we fit, we hopefully end up in the right place. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's interesting because um, William, a- Bill May, uh, William H. Macy, Pamela, and David Duchovny, they all, to me, similar. They have the similar thing. They can do that, those same kind of gritty, mm-hmm. tragic, but yet funny characters. You know, it's the same kind mm-hmm. of... Uh, in the same field there. So that's amazing. Well, and you mentioned also like um, shameless, you have another veteran, John Levy, you know, you've got these veteran oh, yeah. casting people that really get behind you and support you, which is great. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I mentioned ER, like I've been I yeah. met John Levy when I came out from school and did my showcase. And I mean, I've been, I did Southland. I've been going in for John Levy for decades. I probably went in for shameless 10 times before. Mm-hmm we found the right thing. And so, you know, it really does speak to, I think actors, we get so obsessed about agents and, Oh, I need a new agent mm -hmm, and blah, blah, blah. mm -hmm. But it's those casting relationships are the things that will sustain you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and you know, John Levy is one of the few, I think NCIS, maybe Susan Bluestein and John Levy is one of the few offices left where you get to, you actually have producer sessions. Well, we, well, we yeah. used to, I don't know what's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you would go in and they're sitting in the room. It's not just mm-hmm. the one, the one off tape kind of thing or um, Susan, you know, Ralph did NCIS as well. And, and I've gone into, it's where you actually walk in the room and the writers and producers like it used to be in the olden days. All in the, the olden days. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was so used, God, I got so comfortable with that, Rebecca. I was telling Jasper one day, like, before all of this started, the COVID stuff happened, and remember how self-tapes were starting to trickle in, and we mm-hmm. were at a point where you kind you, it was kind of reaching the 50-50 mark where either you went in person or you did a self-tape. And I always opted to go in because I'm yeah. just from the old school. And that just always, in my mind, and I understand this was the wrong way of thinking, I just thought, well, God, on a on a tape, they're not going to be able to direct me. We're not going to have that fun mm-hmm. little momentary rapport. Um, and there's just something about being in person it's like sending a thank you card. It's just something I'm very comfortable with. So I always opted for that. And then when we started segueing and it was pouring rain and I live in Windsor Hills (laughs) and I had Uh to be at Radford at, 3.40 3.40 for the producer call then, or, uh-huh. or for the audition, then it was like, oh, yeah, these subjects are kind of nice. Okay, 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 <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. how this could work out. <laughs> yeah, what's, your, what's been your take on that, Rebecca? Has it been just everything is case by case? 
I mean, I think everything is self-taped right now. I haven't heard of anything. Yeah. I've done a couple. I mean, it's kind of funny because right now it's like, oh, you're reading for this project, except they don't know when it's going to shoot or where it's exactly. going to shoot yeah. or like what. Or, <laughs> so it's a or if, bit it, like, if it's going to shoot, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, I mean, I always, of course, prefer in person, especially if you, you know, if it's a comedy, like a, a yeah. camera can't laugh. I want to be, that energy is so important. But mm-hmm. uh, right now... I'm very happy to be able to self-tape and I'm glad yeah. that we had some years of being able to get at least okay at it so that it's not like the first time we're all doing it. Right. Uh, I wonder what? how, you know, when you get past the initial audition, you get to like testing and chemistry reads. Like I, I wonder how that's going to work, but I guess I will cross that bridge when I hopefully get to it. Right. Exactly. Well, this, this, we were talking about the 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 seminar we watched yesterday, and it was fascinating because um, they got to they got to the casting part of the seminar, and they were basically saying, and again, this is this is during COVID, so I'm not saying this is uh-huh. going to happen later, but they were basically saying that there's really not going to be any of the sort of day before auditions, and a lot of what they're going to rely yeah. on are are you know are people that have already tapes or luckily for a lot of us who've been around a while, we know the casting people. Um, yeah. We are probably going to have a better chance because they know us or they're going to go back to old tapes, you know, audition mm-hmm. tapes. So that's why I tell these young, I tell young actors whenever the casters are doing these virtual, you know, casting things right now, try to get your tapes in because they are going to pull. Oh from yeah. Them. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. just, just, I mean, I can't. I I I always go back and talk to the kids from my alma mater. Which is what, by the way? Showcase. Where did you? I went to Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh. Oh wow, you're very very Not trained it. and educated. I don't I actually think you're too trained to be on my show, but actually we're very. <laughs> yeah, we're we won't very... tell. We won't tell anybody. Yeah, don't tell anybody. No, no. Yeah, no. we don't but usually they... have people this top drawer. No, I'm kidding, Rebecca. No, no, that would, that's great. That would be fun up to all the other guests that we've had and they're all listening because you know everybody who's on the show once you're on the show rebecca you'll probably start listening every week oh and, you know oh just, yeah right 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 of no course. but that's interesting so you do you're you're really in touch with your with the alumni and so you um you talk to the young people coming up yeah and and this year they had to do their showcase whole showcase process virtually and you know, usually they're all excited about getting agents. And I was like, I, you guys, I don't know if anybody's signing anybody. Like, I don't, this mm-hmm. was back in May. I mm-hmm. was like, I can't, I can't, I really can't imagine. I was less doom and gloom with them when I talked to them. But <laughs> I, was like, I, I just, I can't imagine trying to launch a career right oh, now when like, God. you know, the ones that want to go to New York and be on Broadway, like what, what are you How? gonna do? Right. No, but Rebecca, exactly what you're saying is very refreshing, and this is why – I don't know if you heard this part but when Jasper was saying, what did you think of the seminar? Get out of it. And that's what I got out of it, and because I'm binary, I like that. Just hearing a hard, cold fact, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's it, it, as gloomy as it can be, it needs to be heard, Rebecca, you know, because mm-hmm. people are looking up to you. I look up to you. So imagine people so much younger looking up to you going, I can be that woman. So now that they're in a, a, a virtual seminar with you and they're going, Rebecca, Miss Metz, listen, how can I become an actress like you? You know, it's like, 
oh, God, you know, keep pursuing. But it's a lot different, you guys. It's our new reality, Rebecca. What are we going to do? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think, and I do think mm-hmm. like, we had a class come out during the writer's strike. Like, we have had mm-hmm, challenges mm-hmm. before. And if there is anyone I trust to figure out a way to get things moving again, it is production people. Yeah. So, yes. You know, I, I do, I, I don't feel ready yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know, like, I know. Eager yeah. to run the set right now. But mm-hmm. I uh-huh. do, and like, I keep saying to my husband and to anybody who will listen, like, listen, my plan is to not get it. My plan right. is to not catch this thing. So, like, right. I'm taking this seriously. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, at some point we have to go back and live our lives. Like, I, I'm going to try not to get it. So right. I want to know what my rights are, what we can expect, what we can ask for, what we can demand when we're on set mm-hmm. in terms of safety. But I also, um, one of the things I love about this job is 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 that when it's working well, when it's a well, well-oiled mach- machine, we all really trust each other and know that we have mm-hmm. each other's back. And, right. um, and, and so I am looking forward. I, I feel for everyone who's going to have to deal with this challenge. Like it's just a, a whole nother layer of requirements and responsibilities that everyone has to. It's really to overwhelming. Yeah. 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 But we'll do it. We'll, we'll yeah. find a way to do it. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, I was talking to my agent yesterday and I was saying in some way, I do think like not just in our business, but in the world in general, there's going to be some good things. For instance, you know, I think a lot of corporations have realized we don't have to have as many people coming into the office anymore. Like uh-huh. we, they uh-huh. can just work from home. I, I laugh like so many people have to get in the car, drive on the freeway to go sit in a, a, a computer and talk on the phone all day. Like they can yeah. just do that at home now. Now, of course, then you think, well, that's a lot of commercial real estate that's going to go empty. But then a part of me is like, well, let's make housing for the homeless. You know what I mean? There's, uh-huh. there's ways to find something that. else to do. But even in our right. business, I mean, I think, and this is what um, the people at the Bay I was mentioning, they went back to work today. And Wendy Rich, who's the executive producer, she was saying, you know, guys, Sets are pretty germy in general, you know, and, and yeah. I mean, how many times have we all had the flu or a stomach virus or a cold and, you know, it, it, it goes rampant through the set. So I think even after COVID is, quote, over, <clears throat> some of these precautions, I think, are going to be left in place, obviously not as stringent, but I think mm-hmm. it's going to be good. One thing particular they mentioned yesterday was the days are gone of, you know, you know, the, those us uh, actors and the producers that, that go, oh, my God, I made it through 14 days and I was sick as a dog and I didn't miss a day. And now they're like, yeah, no, you, you have to miss a day like you have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you must go home kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. Which will make it but safer for sort everybody. Of like machismo of toughing it out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. There are just so many manifestations of this virus, Rebecca. You know, like some people are hardly affected by it, and other people are mm-hmm. have they, you know, are so devastated by it. You know, and yeah. I totally agree with you. I am totally in the same boat as you are. It's like, you know, I, you know, I love working too. I'm gregarious like you are. That's why you and I both like going into a room, girl, because you all need to get a sample <laughs> of this hilarity mm-hmm. okay you know that you may not get on this little self-tape thing mm-hmm. but 
at the same time, I'm grateful to not have to go somewhere where I'm feeling very uncomfortable. Because that's the thing that it was I've been thinking about is I want to be my creatively full self uh-huh. when I'm on set again. You know how we are. And you're in your area or your trailer or whatever a holding area you get to be in. And you're going over your scene and you just know all the marks you want to hit. And if I can just see myself right now, it'll get better as time goes on. But if I'm like, oh, shit, I just touched my face. Fuck. And I'm on set, you know, and I, I just feel yeah. like you I feel yeah. you your best work if you're worried about your basic safety. Like, it, it, right. that's, you have to be able to let go while we're working. And yeah, yeah exactly. Getting used to. Like, I just, this is a horrible thing to say, Rebecca. I was just thinking, it's like being an actor on stage, right? And always being nervous that a light is going to fall on your head, right? So you're always <laughs> like, so you're always like tentative when you're acting, you know? It's like, he always looks a little nervous. <laughs> well, I mean, I was, I watched, like everybody else in the universe, I watched Hamilton on Disney Plus in the last mm-hmm. week. Right, and right. There's a whole thing about Jonathan Groff being a notorious spitter. And like, we can't be. <laughs> Oh, on stage, uh, sitting on each other right now. No, that's no. really dangerous. <laughs> and how often? I mean, whoever really thought about uh, how many times we actually—I really didn't even know how much droplets come out, invisible uh-huh. comes out of our mouth. You know, all this kind uh-huh. of stuff that we're and the, the days of like shaking hands or a hugging, like I. But it's such a. It's just like a not. It's like a reflexive thing that we do automatically when we see somebody yeah. normally. Mm-hmm. So we want to shake their hand. But I want to mention also uh, you being Jenna on Coop and Cam Ask the World. Now we also love Howard Metzer, the casting director. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ralph also has a long-standing oh, relationship with Howard. Yeah, Howard is great. I've known Howard since New York days, Rebecca. Yep, Howard is wonderful I- and. He like when when this whole thing happened and they called me in, I said to my agent, like, can you make sure Howard's Googled me and knows that I've been on like Nip Tuck and Shameless and stuff? Like, (laughs) you know, are we is he sure? And they were like, yeah, yeah, he knows. And uh, it's he's I miss seeing Howard at like run throughs and Uh, things. Well, so it's interesting when you're talking about different styles and of course, the key is like you were saying earlier. I mean, I think personally comedy is harder than drama. And there is that adage that people say not, I think, I think a lot of people can do drama well, but not as many can do comedy Uh well. And then any Uh good comedy, most good comedy comes from some kind of tragedy or drama anyway, but the style of shows, talk to us a little bit about when you work on a, uh, a Disney show. I hate to say a kid show, but that's kind of how we yeah. talk about it. Is that you know, there's a stylistic change, but you keep it grounded. But talk about was that a was that something you had to think about when you started on that show? I think, um, like reading the script to go in for the audition. One thing you realize pretty quickly is that we do. You know, I think adults tend to think of them as kid shows, but right those shows are aspirational. Like Mm -hmm. the kids are all, and the humor is all more sophisticated because kids want to feel like grownups, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not baby stuff. I was, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised by how much 
the script felt like kind of traditional family sitcoms. Like I mm-hmm. grew up watching, they didn't feel like kids stuff. Um, and also I think our show, the pilot starts out with me, with us finding out that the dad died two years before and mom is going to start dating. Like we start writing with some real heavy stuff. Yeah. Reality and some dark <laughs> stuff, which I appreciated. Like my Jenna gets to have, she gets to be mad at her kids. <laughs> Right. You know, she's like when I got called in for it, I was like, I don't know if I would call myself in for the like perfect perky idea that I have of a Disney Channel mom. But uh, that's not who the character is. Right. You know, she she's a real grounded, flawed, imperfect person who always comes back to loving her kids and being a good mom. But along the way, you know, she I've had lots of parents and lots of moms say to me like oh my gosh she's the first mom on disney channel i've ever seen who doesn't make me feel bad Mm -hmm. right oh that's great wow that's really great uh, yeah that's a real that's a really big compliment so it um it really felt like being on a regular sitcom in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways except for when we have to get Potatoes jumped do, on us and stuff. Do you guys use a? Is it a, a live studio? <laughs> is it for camera a studio audience or do you tape without no, an audience? It was not a studio audience. I think in large part because we shot on this weird little stage that's like a converted warehouse in Burbank. There's no place to put. A oh, studio okay. Audience. Got it. Okay, got it. And also, it's hard with because the kids can't work overtime. Mm-hmm. So right. Um, schedule wise complicated to do live tapings, although I know some of those shows do. Yeah. Rebecca, do you go by Becky at all? I used to, but when I moved to LA I decided to be a Rebecca because I thought Becky sounded unserious. Oh right. <laughs> and then my my other comment to you in listening to you, because I could really just listen to you for hours, seriously. I love hearing these kinds <laughs> of stories. There, there will be a restraining order soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. You know, it's like he keeps he keeps following me. But I because you're such a fierce TV mom, do you have time to watch any of these other fabulous shows where there are all these great TV moms also? I mean I think Pamela Adlon on Better Things is a great well, TV mom. Hello, mm-hmm. yeah. In the same, you know, in the same way. I'm trying to think of like. I think well, I, you I watched like, some like, like up TV fa- mom. Did you grow up watching Family Ties or like this traditional oh, yeah, sitcom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I now you my taste run darker than mm-hmm. that. Uh-huh. Right, yeah, right. As an adult, so Mary like, with children. Not exactly in that direction, but like <laughs> uh, the Americans is one of the shows that I'm always yes. kind of rewatching, and mm-hmm. you know okay. that's a pretty messed up TV mom. Yes. Right, right. No, I wanted to um, ask you because I'm getting nurse, the pleasure nurse of talking. Also, <clears throat> right. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting the pleasure of talking to a fierce TV mom. So it was what I then in listening to you, I was like, God, I wonder what a fierce TV mom thinks of other fierce TV moms. Cause there's so many of you that are mm-hmm. so good and so gritty and funny and all those great adjectives, you know, it's just fun to have like a member of the troop talking to us. It's great. We, we do have when, when the Disney channel cast get together, for various events, it always I'm always very happy to be around the other Disney Channel parents mm-hmm, because right. 
you know, we're the we're the grown ups on the kids show, which can be a lonely existence. So I'm always <laughs> to of. Do you know Carolyn Hennessy? It she's on Jesse, and that may not be. I don't know if that's Disney. I I get it's that Nickelodeon. I get confused. Okay, okay, because she's another. She's a she's a a a, a, a mom on one of the shows, and um, but also yeah. like you, you know, she does other other stuff as well. But um, now you mentioned uh, coming from Carnegie Mellon, so obviously you've done tons of theater over the years. Um, mm-hmm. That's. That's something to I can't like with everything right now. It's hard to think about going back yeah. to live theater, but but you know we 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 talk about this a lot on the show too. Uh, Ralph and I both come from theater backgrounds. That was for us just that was kind of the natural seemed like the natural progression. Like you start in theater and you go to television and film. But you know, and I was curious when you're working with kids today too. I've been amazed at how many younger people. And it, it, there's no judgment about it uh, either way, but theater doesn't always seem to be especially i guess in la or other parts but it's just mm-hmm. not, that, yeah that's not the, that's not the first go-to entree anymore into the business no. as it once was you know yeah and i mean we spent some time one of the interesting things about coop and cammy was that you know a multi-camera sitcom like that is kind of the most like theater you can get yes. in mm-hmm. film and television it's proscenium you have to cheat out you know, and, mm-hmm. and do a lot of the things that we learned to do in theater that the kids had to learn because right. a few of them had, had done things before, but but um, not a ton. They're kids, and, and for several of them, it was their first real job and certainly their first sitcom. So there was some – there was I got to be a little bit of a teacher, I'd like to think, mm-hmm. probably more than they wanted me to, but <laughs> – Right. You know, I, I also – I'm a little bit snobby in my, my view that – a theater theater background is the most it's the most comprehensive and fundamental training. Me too. Us, us too. Yeah. Well, well, darling, it's and the ballet are... of see, it's the ballet of dance, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, and you know, it helps that directors say that, casting directors say that. Like, there's a reason people look for actors with theater yeah. training. Which yeah. Jeff Greenberg is like that. Yeah. Yeah. We had a joke on set one of the kids said to me at one point, like, Rebecca, you went to fancy acting school, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, he said why? And I was like, well, I mean, you've been a series regular since you were like seven years old. I guess that's a fair question. So then every time something happened on set that like they screwed up or didn't understand, I would just point to myself and say, fancy acting school. Carnegie okay. Mellon right here. Okay. Carnegie Mellon. Hey. In the house. Trying to teach them. Hey, everybody, I made badges. Um, You'll find them in my dressing room, so pick one up. That's right. Um, They're in the wicker basket. Um, Help yourself. (laughs) Make sure you wear them around. You know, so, you know, well, what I'm going to miss, Rebecca, and Jasper laughs at me, is bringing Tupperware to the set like I used to like to do when we were throwing away all that damn good food, okay? Craft craft services. And now that we're just going to get our astronaut food in a little, you know, cellophane <laughs> bag, you know, one of those silver Mylar bags. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a hard time, honestly, like of all the adaptations I have heard about, I have a hard time believing we're not having any craft service because people need snacks. They're well, going to find I, a way. I think, I think the key is they have the snacks are there. They'll just have to be, you know, in 
pre-sealed. Like there won't be the bowls of nuts out or the chips out. There will be, be like tiny little bag, individual little bags bag. of five M&Ms yeah. and we'll just have to take 12 of them. And <laughs> Yes. <laughs> listen, only two per, only two per group member, please. Listen, yeah. Rebecca, this is how embarrassing I am. And yes, I'm going to reveal it to planet Eartha. I was working on a, some uh, four camera show and as we were being led in a line, the actors, oh, God, was this mom? I don't know. It was some major shows. Anyway, we're walking to set in a line. And as we walk by craft services, girl, they dumped this whole platter of shrimp and like barbecue shrimp and all this kind of like cilantro Blasphemy. lime shrimp. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Dumped it into the so, trash? No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. No, they oh. they were serving it. I'm sorry. This oh, was oh, okay. this. I'm so sorry. I thought I'm you were going to yeah. say you went out and got your Tupperware no. and took it out of the trash. You got it out of the trash. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, they were putting all this fresh shrimp out for craft services. I went and did my scenes, and as soon as we were wrapped, and now we're all walking back in a line to go back to our dressing rooms, I mm-hmm. felt like those monkeys on The Wizard of Oz when it's like Oreo, <laughs> Baruda, and everybody goes one way and the three of them go a different way. And that's exactly what I did. And I went straight to that shrimp dish and filled up oh, my plate and then came back to the dressing room. Yeah, Absolutely. well, listen. It is like it is part of our compensation package, as far as I am concerned. <laughs> you get that shrimp. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca. I love that. <laughs> yes, it's true. It is so true. It is so true. Well, every if you're just joining us, we are talking to the amazing Rebecca Metz, uh, Tressa on Better Things, and Jenna on Coop and Cam Ask the World. And everyone, if you're not, if you have not started binging Better Things. Please do it right right away. And um, Pamela, and is it Adlon or Odlon? How do we say mm-hmm. Pamela? Ad, Ad, Adlon. Adlon. Okay. Um, Adlon. She, you know, pa- if if people really Google Pamela and check, she has had an amazing life herself. Or she grew up in mm-hmm. sort of the business. And um, I did a deep dive with her, and I just went down a rabbit hole and fascinated by by her and her ba- her mm-hmm. background and, and like you mentioned it's interesting because i don't think i don't think the industry gives her the credit like everyone talks about quote tyler perry you know being his only boss and making it's it's very rare to hear on a even though fx is cable it's still owned by a network you know but it's rare mm-hmm. to hear that she has that much freedom um and i'm so glad it's the first time i've heard anyone say that about about that show so we don't, that, I don't, that much yeah. freedom and that much responsibility. She directs every episode. She stars in, directs, and is the showrunner, executive producer, and head writer on every episode. Oh, that's episode. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, that is so amazing. Yeah. It, no, listen. It, I mean, for it's, most other people, it wouldn't work. It would make everything move so slowly. But um, she, because it is all her vision and she has been had her hand in every single person and every single decision that gets made. It, it works really well. She's exhausted, but it works. Right. Really well. <laughs> but isn't there a nice comfort in knowing that the create, like any questions you have, like there's the one person there. It's like when you do a play and the yeah. playwright is there, you know, it's, 
you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to try to think about what the writer was thinking. You can just is she open? Is that how it is? Where you can just say, you know, Pamela, what you know, what's happening here in this scene? Or yeah, you can. Although for the most part. I mean, I think we're there because she expects us to kind of get it, but you can say like, can I say this instead? Or I feel like in this moment I would do X, Y, Z. And she, right. you know, she, she, we're all there because she trusts us. And so right. obviously right. she doesn't say yes all the time. She might say, I needed to sure. do this because of this reason, but we've done scenes where she's just sort of said, this isn't working. We need to rework the whole thing. And we all pitched right. in like you're w- workshopping a play going, mm-hmm. what right. if I do this? What if I'm over here? What if I come in at this point? What if I, you know, and she, she, it's collaborative. That's how she likes I love that. Ensemble. God. Oh, that is I'm just fierce, like, Rebecca. I'm living vicariously because it's like, it's, it's, it's an actor's dream, you know? It's pretty dreamy. It really is. Well, everyone, you, Rebecca. I, I want everyone to know they can follow you on Twitter at, well, everything is at the Rebecca Metz and Instagram yes. as, as it should be. Um, the time goes so fast. Listen, it is such a, a great honor to meet you and to have you on the show. Um, you're a delight. I want to thank Anthony Turk, the fabulous Anthony Turk, for mm-hmm. getting you on the show. And I, I hope we can all work together one day. And one, once this yes. is all over, we can actually, you know, see each other in person. But huge gr- congrats again on everything and stay safe. And um, we'll get through this, right? We'll figure it out somehow. Yeah. We'll make it yeah. to the you other guys side. Yeah, stay safe, too. As we say, well, Passover you. next year in Jerusalem. We'll all be together Okay. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, yes. it was a pleasure and a thrill meeting you. Thank you for joining us. It was my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for a wonderful Take conversation. Care. Thank okay. you. Have a great you rest too. of your night. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <clears throat> that was the wonderful Rebecca. <laughs> I you know really what? enjoyed well, that, Jasper. Thank you. And thank you, JR, and thank you, Anthony Turk. We are getting some fierce people on this show, Jasper. Yeah, and I just want to say again, if what I love about this business, and, and I think Rebecca is a perfect example, you know, you, we can never tell one actor how their path should look, right? It's everybody's path is different. And what I love is, like, she came into it from Carnegie Mellon, and that was her entree. And uh, don't you always love, like, when she said – I came here assuming I would do comedy. I tell you all the mm-hmm. time, remember, I came here thinking I would do sitcoms and I play killers. And so right. it's, the whole point is just keep doing it, keep yourself out there. And I think with her, we're it's a proven thing that she got solid veteran casting directors behind her that believed Absolutely. in her. And yeah, brought her in over and over again. And they know, but I'm I'm so excited to hear about Pamela and how she runs better things. Because uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't know that. That's yeah, that, so amazing. I really love all that collaborative stuff. Like, what if I did this? What if I did that? That would just be so much fun. I love that kind of stuff. I was thinking probably the closest thing is probably Tina Fey, mm-hmm. you know, on uh, Third Rock. And probably mm-hmm. that, was, that was probably a similar situation. But, I well, Ralph, listen, another great show. Thank you so much. Uh, remember, yes, everybody, absolutely. you can uh, – the show's going to post immediately on Blog Talk and iTunes and iHeart and Spotify and Stitcher and Spreaker and – uh, BS Podcast Network. And so we will be back next week. We have the wonderful Mr. Jason Bernard from the new yes. movie Diva. 
Devos, and we're going to have another wonderful actor from the Bay who's, who will have already been on the Bay shooting, and he can tell us what that's uh, – he'll be actually the first actor we'll have on who's gone back to work during the COVID. So that'll mm. be exciting. Um, everyone, thank you again. Much love. Take care of each other. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye-bye, Planet Eartha. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.